Hey everyone, this is Caitlin. And I'm Scott. Welcome back to another episode of Digital Dialogue. This week we're going to be talking about the always evolving topic of buyer persona and how you can build and cater your products towards whoever your target demographic is. But before we dive into that, we're kicking off with our social media minute. So Facebook is removing certain business page info sections as of soon as August 1st. Um, Some of the changes we'll see um, will be removed from the following page. Mission, company overview, biography, affiliation, personal interests. Now, we were just talking about this beforehand. That seems like a lot. I know. We can't really figure out why they're doing it, but it seems they have to have a reason behind it. Maybe, like we said, they're pushing people towards groups. But biography is a weird one to me, too. Yeah, I'm sure it's just with all the events that have been taking place on social media and Facebook stance um, to kind of regulate a little bit more of the content that's being promoted. Um, I think it's probably a mixture of all of that. Yeah, definitely. But in all likelihood, these fields are not highly read, so it makes sense that Facebook will remove some of them. But then again, more context is better. More data for Facebook to read and categorize pages can only help it better match people with the right information. So I guess we'll just see how this goes and who knows. Yeah, I'm sure it won't affect us too much, but it is interesting. Mm -hmm. So my story was inside Snapchat's new pitch to video advertisers, which is called a penny of view, which I'm sure people love to hear. So Snapchat is positioning premium commercial space as it takes on Facebook as they are offering a new service called Snap Select. So that is, they will be charging one cent for every completed view of the six second commercials, which we've talked about before, are pretty like non-invasive commercials, like Mentos, Tide, like they're just a quick six second commercial in between your video and you just kind of get on with your day. Um, That comes to between 10 to $11 for a thousand views, which is less than half of what Facebook commands for an in-stream reserve, the method of buying guaranteed ad space in Watch, which is their popular uh, streaming platform or uh, video platform, and the YouTube rival platform as well. So it's kind of interesting that Snap's doing that. We've talked about their advertising uh, techniques before, and a penny of views is a pretty cool one. Yeah, it's not bad for a budget, and the key is that it charges you when people actually complete the yeah the completed view the view so hopefully that means that it's resonating with them or at least they retain some information that they see yeah it's hard it's full screen there's no way around it really now we want to start with the basics um just for everyone who might not be exactly familiar with what a buying persona is HubSpot defines it as a representation of your ideal customer based on market research and real data about your existing customers. When creating your buyer personas, consider including customer demographics, behavior patterns, motivations, and goals. By having a detailed buyer persona, you'll you'll do these things very successfully. The following. Attract valuable visitors and leads. Determine where you put the bulk of your time, which is time is so valuable. It is. Create inflection points in your products. Allow your calibration across the company. So across the company. If you are able to define and clarify all of those items when creating a a buyer persona, you'll find that your efforts will be beneficial because people want to see the products and you'll be targeting those exact people where it's most relevant for you. Yeah, and I wanted to go back to determining where you put both of your time and inflection points too. It's Mm -hmm. if a product's not working and you see that your demographic's not liking the product, maybe you tweak it just a little bit to change something ever so slightly and that inflection point gets you a whole new demographic and that becomes your successful demographic. So true, yeah. And that, that happens all the time. You see products that start as one thing, 
but after so many years, they've completely changed and they attract almost every demographic. So along those same lines, why create a buyer persona, you may ask. According to an April 2018 survey conducted by eMarketer.com, personalized marketing is something your customers expect, which we know all about that. It is found that more than half of customers expect companies to offers to be always be personalized. So the stuff you're getting on your Instagram, your Twitter, your Facebook is stuff that you're actually going to be interested in. It's not useless. And more than two-thirds of millennials feel that way. However, two-thirds of marketers find personalization difficult to execute. And we think that in order to create a successful marketing campaign, you are certainly going to want to know every aspect of your ideal buyer. The more personalized and tailored your ad and your product is towards that person, the easier it will be to specifically pin down where you want to show it, who you want to show it to, what time of the day you want to show it, um, stuff like that. So uh, along those same lines, too, is how to personalize ads work. So if someone is constantly Googling running shoes or electric cars, then they will expect to see ads tailored to them on the social media platforms. And Hootsuite gives this great example that I had. Um, there's this group of dog-owning suburban runners who could be represented by the name Jogging Jane. So rather than speaking generally about Sydney living and dog ownership, you'll give Jane's representative characteristics that make her a real person. So they gave these five examples. And you can do this around the office if you want to, if you have some people uh, colleagues that are comfortable doing it, you can just make simple buyer demographics or personas. So Jogger Jane is 35 years old. She lives in New York City. She works at a tech company. She owns a two-year-old chihuahua named Sam that she posts on Instagram all the time. She mm -hmm. likes to run in Central Park. So with those five bullet points, you could create almost, I'd say, infinite amount of products that you could cater towards Jogging Jane, just knowing simply five things about her. Yeah, absolutely. And just as you said, getting as detailed as you can, that really does determine because you don't want to waste valuable marketing money on ads that aren't geared towards the people that are going to benefit from your product or service. Yep. Um, and that depends on also like the platform that you're running. Typically, younger people are on Instagram. So if you're trying to hit an older demographic, that's important to know. So you can run Facebook ads or something Yeah, else. like LinkedIn, I think. Link, if you're mm -hmm. looking to run professional ads. You're not going to want to run those on TikTok or Snapchat. You're going to want to run some nice professional ads on LinkedIn, maybe Facebook. Um, places that have a more catered demographic are easier to identify to, especially with Instagram. Like you said, it's a younger demographic and you can run some of the best ads, in my opinion. Absolutely. And I like what you said, too, about practicing this, like working with coworkers and yeah. trying to create um, persona ads like this. It's a really good exercise. It is. It absolutely helps, too. Just like I said, there's so many things you can create just by knowing a little bit about a person. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you so much for sitting down and listening to this episode of Digital Dialogue. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. Thank you.